Welcome to the Mindset of Podcasting. I'm Jillian, and on this podcast, we talk about all things business, mindset, and podcasting. Podcasting is a great way to grow your business and allows you to be seen as an expert in your field. In each episode, I will be talking to an expert in a different area of business so that we can get all the tips to help grow your own business and podcast. So listen in. Welcome back to the Mindset of Podcasting. I have an amazing episode for you today. This episode was actually supposed to come out later in the season, but my guest today, Diane Wingert, gave such great knowledge. If you want to start a podcast, but you have fears holding you back, that I had to bump this up because I knew people needed to listen to this. So Diane became a business mindset coach after a 20-year career as a psychotherapist. Her mission is to help high-achieving women become confidently ambitious by eliminating the beliefs and habits that hold them back. Her trademark style combines a no-BS directness with remarkable insight, wisdom, and humor. Diane launched the Driven Woman podcast in 2020 and is now in the top 5% of all podcasts, which is amazing after only two years of podcasting. And she's giving us all of her tips and tricks and mindset blocks that helped her get there. So listen in. Hi, Diane. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. How are you? Good morning. I've been really looking forward to it so much so that I'm willing to be here at 7 a.m. for you, girl. <laughs> Thank you so much. I do appreciate that. I know that's early. So to start off with, why don't we tell the listeners, who is Diane and what do you bring to this world? You know what? I'm kind of a missing, uh, not missing, I'm a moving target. So I suppose that's a fair thing to say. I am in my third marriage my fourth career, and my sixth decade of life. We have relocated twice in the last three years. So when I say I'm a moving target, I am. But something I'm most proud of right now, and one of the main reasons we're talking today, is I reinvented myself from a psychotherapist to a coach. I work with female solopreneurs 100% online. And a couple months into the pandemic, when I was bored AF, I started a podcast. (laughs) Yes, I think we all got very bored during the pandemic and our businesses changed a lot during that time. Big time. <laughs> yes. And I love that you are always reinventing yourself. It's never too late to change your course or change careers, anything. So I love that. So you mentioned your podcast, which is called The Driven Woman. Can mm-hmm. you tell us why did you start that and what is it about? Okay, this is super cringy. <laughs> But um, I had been a podcast guest on quite a number of podcasts over the preceding three years before I started mine. And I have talked about this on my own podcast. So this is not like a, a, a you know, a hot off the press a news release, but I had the domain name or the podcast name. I had the show art. I had the description. I had the equipment. I had all the things. I had read books on how to start a podcast. And here's the worst part. I had even worked with and paid two podcast launch coaches. And it still took me two years after all that before I finally pulled the trigger. And I was so embarrassed about this, but now I like sharing the story because I understand it's not uncommon. And I want to normalize that for people who want to start, but they just aren't doing it yet. Yes, that is actually most of my listeners. They want to start a podcast. They know it can help their business, but there's that thing holding them back. What would you say was the fear that was holding you back? What was the thing that you felt was holding you back? 
Well, I mentioned to you in the pre-chat that I have ADHD. And I think when you understand as a person with ADHD that you're much better at starting than you are at finishing, you also know that you're very impulsive and that you have no shortage of good ideas, but you rarely see them all the way to the finish line. I just didn't want to start a podcast and not be able to sustain it. I was giving in to a lot of the fears that I was hearing about pod fade. And I thought, oh, that's going to be me. And so I would say it was a combination of procrastination and perfectionism, which frankly, it's really ironic, but I'm really good at coaching women on those things. But it's awfully hard to coach yourself Mm -hmm. out of them. What it finally took, you won't be surprised, what it finally took was accountability in a public way where I joined an account, a four-week accountability challenge. I had to announce what is my goal for the end of the four weeks and then publicly report on my progress every week. And that just unleashed the beast and I got it done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That accountability piece is (sighs) big. Yes. And A lot of my clients who are launching actually come to me because they want somebody to hold them accountable. If they're paying the money, they're like, okay, we're doing this now. Yes. It's, it's not, I mean, it's not really a secret, but most people will. Okay. Let me back up a little. Have you ever heard of the four tendencies? I have. I'm not too familiar with them though. Okay. This is a value add for your audience because it's a really, really helpful thing to know about yourself is Gretchen Rubin wrote this book called The Four Tendencies. 42% of people are obligers. Now, if you hear what that sounds like, it's exactly right. They feel obligated to other people to do what they say they will, but they'll disappoint themselves all day long. So if you're an obliger, and because the majority of people are, you probably are, you listening, you there right now listening, Get someone to hold you accountable, but in a nice way, not too nice. Um, and and it will literally get you out of the starting blocks. I think for me, uh, it, it probably wouldn't have happened any other way. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. I'm definitely an obliger. <laughs> I got a coach and that's what started my business because I boom holding myself back. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. So once your podcast was out there, was it as scary as you had imagined in your mind? No. As a matter of fact, and I think what's funny, Jillian, is that people usually have two fears. We all think we're afraid of failure, but many of us are also afraid of success and however that might mean to them. So for example, if you're a busy mom and you've got littles like you do, you might think, oh no, like what if this really takes off and I suddenly have a gazillion listeners and everybody is listening and sharing my show and wants to be a guest, I literally won't have time to keep it up. You may not be like consciously, rationally thinking it, but I think we don't know what's going to happen. It's it's largely the fear of the unknown. So I wouldn't say it's fear of failure or necessarily fear of success. It's fear of the unknown, but I'm a risk taker. That also comes with the ADHD. And I have a tendency to just jump in and tell myself two little lies. One, how hard could it be? And two, I'll figure it out as I go along. And honestly, they're not entirely wrong because once I got going, it wasn't as hard to stay in motion as it was to to get 
out of the starting block. So I think that's a really important thing. If you can just get yourself to start and you have a plan for maybe 12 episodes, that'll get you through three months of content. You will have gotten past the hurdle of pod fade. You will start to grow an audience and that in and of itself will be rewarding enough to keep you going. There's so much psychology involved in this. I'm really glad I have a background as a therapist because whatever fear, whatever of like the big, the big three, procrastination, perfectionism, and people-pleasing, those are the big three that will mess you up. And there are ways to work with that stuff, but you have to start. Mm-hmm. Yes, start. And then it gets easier the more that you do it. Like And more fun. Yes. Like my first podcast interview was a mess. <laughs> like, but obviously my first episode is not going to be as good as my hundredth because then I'm not growing if that's the case. So true. As a matter of fact, because I was so worried about letting other people down, I didn't want to involve guests or anyone else really. So my first, I think it was my first 25 episodes were only about 10 to 15 minutes long. They were solo episodes. I literally had written you know, a zillion blog posts that I never published. And I was in my freaking closet just reading them. And they were, they were good and they were fun and they were funny and they were good content. And people really liked them because they were really short. But after 25 episodes of just me talking to myself in my closet, I started, I was running out of material for one thing. And two, it was getting boring. And uh, it was also during the pandemic. I wasn't seeing anyone face to face. I'm a big old extrovert. So I'm like, I have to start talking to people. So now the show is, I'm on episode 112. I'm in the top 5% of podcasts. So listen up, folks. You will get there if you don't give up. Well, first you have to start and then you have to keep going. But it is easier because as you go along, you start to realize, oh, my audience seems to like this type of content better than this type of content. So you can get a little bit more strategic and you can also start bringing more creativity and fun into it where I don't, I can't be the person who's just like, what do people want to hear? I'll just talk about that. It has to be fun and interesting to me, or I just won't be able to keep doing it. So now I have a combination of solo shows, which is about every other show. I have one to two guests per month. And I also have about every six episodes, a client success story where I bring one of my coaching clients on and we talk about the work we did and what they accomplished as a result of working with me. So it absolutely is a lead generator for my business. And I also do guest interviews on other people's shows. So that has been, it's been a really great strategy for me. And I, I have no intention of quitting ever, probably. <laughs> yes. I'm interrupting this episode to tell you about a site that has changed my podcast. Do you have a website for your podcast? Is just the thought of creating a website making you want to run and hide because it sounds so complicated? Then you need to check out PodPage. PodPage takes your RSS feed from your podcast and makes a site automatically for you. Check out some of the features, go to themindsetofpodcasting.com slash sponsors. Not only do you get a main page for your podcast, but you also get a page for each episode. I am able to have my show notes, guest profile, podcast player, and so much more right on each episode page. 
I upgraded to the paid version because I can also incorporate guest forms, scheduling links, videos, email signups, and so much more. You can actually head over to my page to check it out. It's the mindsetofpodcasting.com that is all made with PodPage. So PodPage makes having a website for your podcast so much easier. So go to the mindsetofpodcasting.com slash sponsors to check them out today. It can be hard when you're first starting and you're not seeing those listener numbers, you're not seeing the growth to begin with. So how did you handle that to and then be able to grow your show to the top 5%? Like that's amazing. How were you able to get from that point to where you are now? Okay. So actually, even though I say it's cringy that I had everything I needed to launch, but I didn't freaking launch for two years. It's not like I was just doing nothing in that meantime. I think it was things were kind of germinating. Obviously, I'm a podcast listener. I continued to be a guest on other shows. So I was sort of cultivating my own mindset about podcasting, which is one of the reasons why I like uh, your show and the title of your show specifically, is that you really do need a mindset. And I think what, what really knocks people out and really encourages people to pod fade are some of the same things I actually talk about in this week's, the week that we're recording. I don't know when you're going to release, but the week that you're recording, my podcast episode this week is called I Hate My Business, Now What? So you might want to listen. The Driven Woman, (laughs) I Hate My Business, Now What? The reason why I'm bringing it up is not strictly for shameless self-promotion, although, by the way, this is one of the strategies. (laughs) Yes. You have to, it's not enough to launch a show. This is not a build it and they will come. Uh, Not by any means. So I think what has helped me stay in the game, be successful, have a highly leveraged asset for my business and allowed me to network with people all over the world during a global freaking pandemic is based on this. One, understand that podcasting is a long game. It is not an overnight success strategy. You are not going to go viral unless you already have a huge platform on another medium. If you're a very popular blogger, if you've got a huge YouTube channel, you've got 200,000 followers on TikTok, you could leverage that and grow your podcast much more quickly. But the average person, including you and I, has to grow it organically because we don't have the dough to pay to get our podcast in front of other people. So I would say what I've learned from two years of podcasting and making mistakes is the mindset for me is you have to be realistic about the fact that it's a long game too. You have to also understand where it falls in your sales and marketing strategy. A podcast is not top of funnel because you're asking someone to spend anywhere from 10 minutes to two hours with you in their freaking ear holes. First of all, that's intimate, even though they've invited you, but that's, that's a commitment. And I think one of the biggest changes that I've made is realizing that at first I thought I'm spending all this time. And if you are having help with your editing or producing money, I'm doing this for free. What do they want from me? Well, the reality is all everybody has is time and money. 
Some people have a lot, some people have a little. So if you're asking somebody to give you their time on the regular, let's say on the average half an hour, like a TV show, that means that that time is not being given to their business, to their family, to their hobbies, to their friendships, to sleep, exercise, meditation, anything else they could be doing, they're giving it to you. So to expect that you're going to, quote, get something out of it really quickly, grossly unrealistic. And so I was thinking in the beginning that the podcast was top of funnel and that it was going to produce results really quickly. And I think that's very, very unrealistic. And what I realize now is social media is more top of funnel. By the time someone listens to me on a podcast, they already know who I am. They didn't, maybe they stumbled across it and instantly fell in love and became a huge fan. This does happen, but it doesn't happen often enough that you can build a business and make money on it quickly. So, number one, be realistic and understand that this is a nurturing uh, strategy, not an attraction strategy. It is a long game. You need to be realistic about the time and the money that you will be investing for a period of time. And it may be a lot longer than you'd like to think until you start to get a return. However, if you are realistic, if you have budgeted the time and money, I think it's a fantastic strategy for both um, sharing your thought leadership, sharing your perspective, sharing your services, your personality, but also meeting other people. You and I would never have met. We wouldn't even known each other existed on this planet if it hadn't been for the fact that we both have podcasts. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I love other (laughs) podcasters because people who like to communicate are my favorite people, people who have something to say, you know? And actually another point about it is that you also have to recognize that even though it's free content, and in some cases you may be paying to produce the free content, which oftentimes husbands and partners have a little trouble wrapping their mind around when you happen to be the female (laughs) podcaster. They're like, wait a minute, you're paying to give this away? I don't understand. Um, But he's so proud of me now, whenever we go, we just relocated for the second time in three years, as I mentioned. So we don't know anybody here. And what's one of the first things that he tells people is, have you listened to Diane's podcast? And we're in our sixties and, you know, there's not a whole lot of women in their sixties who are launching a podcast. And so it makes me like, I'm like a celebrity in my neighborhood now. And I just moved here a month ago, which is that's a, there's a cool factor to that. But you meet really interesting people and it can lead to lots of other interesting opportunities for content collaboration, for client attraction, and just for creative self-expression. But play the long game, be realistic, have a plan. But here's the last thing I'm going to say, have a plan, but not a really, really rigid plan. Because here's the thing, and if you are using your podcast for um, to build your business, any kind of business, you have to understand that you not only have to produce the show, you have to promote the show. And most people have to wrap their mind around the fact that you're spending time and or money to sell your free podcast. 
And that's why it's a long game. And that's why it's not top of funnel. It also shouldn't be the only way you promote your business, especially if you're cash strapped, because by the time it really starts to pay you back and it can pay you back in very rewarding and profitable ways, but not overnight. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh my gosh. Those are such amazing tips. Like I'm going to refer people to this podcast when they want to start. I'm like, you have to listen to Diane. So, but yeah, talking about it everywhere. Like you can't just release an episode and expect people to come listen to it. And you can find people to help support you in unlikely ways. Like I have it on my Facebook page and my son's baseball coach saw it. So he asked me to do the announcements at the games. And now before they like promote my podcast for me before the announcements, before I do all the announcements. Yeah. I'm like that. I would have never thought would be a way to, and I've had people come to me and ask me about my services from just me announcing the baseball game. (laughs) I have a hat that I got from, um, Tracy DeForge, who is, is very big in the podcasting world that says podcasting or podcaster, your voice matters. I don't even look good in a baseball cap. And I'm not, this is not like humble brag or anything. I legitimately do not look good. I wear that thing everywhere. I do get a t-shirt with your show art on it. Get, you know, you remember when people used to be promoting, I don't even remember the name. It was an MLM with wellness products. And they would, they had a button that said, lose weight now, ask me how. Oh, yes. Do you remember that? Yes. I'm not, I'm definitely not a fan of MLMs, but they, those people wore those buttons anywhere. So if you had a, ask me about my podcast button and literally, because people are curious and you're inviting them to engage with you. And when I, um, and, and also network with other podcasters, by the way, are you going to she podcast live in DC? No, I'm not. I won't be able to. Yeah. (laughs) If you get to the point where you can go to that conference, that is definitely the one I recommend because the really, really big one podcast movement, Mm -hmm. it's huge. It's humongous. And even as an extrovert, I found it overwhelming. There were like 5,000 people there. But She Podcast Live is all female and female identifying podcasters. It's very inclusive. It's very positive. And uh, they really emphasize diversity, equity, and inclusion. And it's only like 500 people. And they create space for introverts as well. So that would be a good goal. When I get to X number of whatevers, I'm going to allocate the money to go to a podcasting conference. Yes, that is on my list. I'm in a group of podcast managers and they love the She Podcast Conference. So, so good. It's on my list to get there one year. Well, thank you so much for being on today. Like, you gave so much value. I'm definitely going to be referring people to this podcast episode. And how can the listeners connect more with you? Okay. Uh, my business is Diane Wingert Coaching, and Diane has a funky spelling. It's D I A N N. Hey, my mother dropped out of school in the sixth grade, never learned how to spell. And that's just how it turned out. Now I kind of like it. So Diane Wingert coaching, I'm sure you'll link in the show notes. You can follow me on Instagram or LinkedIn at coach Diane Wingert. And if you are holding back from launching your podcast or doing anything else that you really know you need to do to move your business forward, I have a quiz 
called What's Holding You Back. It has six different things that it identifies. You get a nice sequence of emails that link you to specific episodes of my podcast and my blog, and also suggestions for how to get unblocked. And I'll make sure that you have the link uh, for that for your show notes as well. Yes, I will make sure those are all in there. I love that quiz idea. That's a really good. You better, you better take <laughs> know, a shoot, girl. Like, yes. Well, thank you again for being on. Such a pleasure. I'm really glad we got to connect. And I'm, I'm holding space for you to be at that conference next year. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Didn't I tell you this episode was going to be fire? <sighs> Diane gave so much knowledge, wisdom, tips. Like I am in all of her. We met on Instagram. She reached out to me to be a guest on my podcast, and I'm so glad she was on. I actually bumped this podcast episode up because it is such a good one. I can't believe she procrastinated for two years before she started her podcast. Don't procrastinate for two years. Obviously, when we first start anything, it's not that good. Like Seriously, we can't be the best at something when we're just starting out, but the more you do it, the more you get comfortable with it, the better it will get. And she was able to grow her podcast to the top 5% in two years. That is crazy. So keep at it. Keep consistent. Keep doing what you are doing. You will get there. I know it feels like nobody's listening at first, but the more you do it, the more you promote it, talk about it. Like I said, it's crazy. I got my podcast promoted at a baseball game because I was announcing because they saw that I did podcasts. So asked me to announce like, get a shirt, get a t-shirt, talk about it all the time on social media. Let people know that you have a podcast. Refer them when they ask questions to a podcast episode. You need to get it out there. You can't just release an episode and expect people to listen. I mean, some will if they're following you, yes, but promote, promote, promote. Never stop talking about it. If you think you're talking about it too much, talk about it a little more. So your podcast tip of the week. Since we're talking about starting a podcast, I wanted to talk about some ways to promote your new podcast when you launch it so that people actually listen to it. So one of the best ways and one of the most common things that people do is a giveaway. You can give away your course, product, one of your services, maybe some books or other things that you have. You can give away basically anything. But what most people do is they ask the listeners to leave a review in Apple Podcasts then take a screenshot of it and tag them on Instagram. The reason they do this is because it's hard to tell who leaves the reviews on Apple Podcasts. They have different usernames and you can't, there's no way to get a hold of them on Apple Podcasts. So they leave the review, they take a screenshot, and then they tag you in your IG stories. And that's how you can keep track of who has entered the giveaway. So what you would do is you would create a post saying, I'm launching a new podcast. Please go over to review it. And you can win whatever you're giving away. And then you would just give them the rules for the giveaway, which is one, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, two, take a screenshot of the review, and then three, to tag you on IG stories so that you know they left the review. Now, we want to get reviews when we first launch because this is how we get bumped up in search results on Apple Podcasts. So reviews are very important. You can have them review you on other places. Spotify has reviews. Other podcast apps have reviews. And you can do that too because that will help bump you up in those podcast platforms also. Then you would pick a date and draw a winner for your prize. So this is just a good way to really get your reviews, get up in search results, have people listen to your new podcast. Another idea is to create a Facebook group and do a launch week of fun things like giveaways, of course, extra tips, or maybe some behind the scenes of episodes. Some people just use the group for a week while their podcasts launch. 
They start it on the launch date of the podcast and just do fun things every day just to get more people excited and to listen. But any way that you want to promote your podcast will help, but you do have to talk about it. So tell the world. And if you think you're talking about it too much, keep talking about it. (laughs) You want everyone to know so that you can go listen. You know, people need to hear things a few times before they actually go do it. So keep talking about it. Keep promoting it. So an update. Well, the only update I have is I'm getting ready for my launch of the podcast launch solution. This is a program that will walk you through step-by-step on how to create your podcast. So this launches on September 12th. The waitlist is open. You can go to the link in my show notes to join the waitlist, but it will give you step-by-step guide, videos, audio, all the things to start your podcast. Most of it is audio because I figure most people like audio since they're starting a podcast. They like podcasts and you can listen to it on any podcast feed that you have. Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you want to listen to. Of course, you can listen to it. And it will give you everything you need to start your podcast. There are also video tutorials to walk through. So you will have it all. So if you want to learn a little more, you can go back to last week's episode. I really go into detail at the end of that episode all about everything that's in the course. So I hope that you go check it out. You can go to the link in my bio to check out more. And I will talk to you all next week. So are you ready to start your podcast, but you don't even know where to begin? You need help getting the right equipment, setting up the tech, and managing all the things that come with having your own podcast. Well, the Podcast Launch Solution is your answer. The Podcast Launch Solution is an eight-module, self-paced course that walks you through every step of starting your podcast. So who is the Podcast Launch Solution for? It is for anyone who has a message they want to get out to the world. You have always wanted to start a podcast, but you felt lost on where to even begin. You want someone to walk you through step-by-step of how to start a podcast. And you also have some mindset issues that go with starting something new. And this program handles those too. There's also a private Facebook group for the program that I will be in every day answering your questions so that you never feel alone in this program. If you are ready to start your podcast, then go to the link in the show notes to get on the wait list. This program will open on September 12, 2022. When you join the wait list, you will get access to my podcast launch guide and monthly newsletter. Plus, you'll be the first to know when the program opens and you also get a discount. Get on the wait list and you could have a podcast by the end of the year.